you want to make sure that everybody is doing what their natural born gifts and talents and super gifts are. Because when everybody's in, you're not, you know, you don't just want to fill a seat. You want to fill a role, like you said. And so you want to make sure that that role is connected to your soul, (laughs) right? It's your soul's mission and vision. Welcome to the Chai Chat Podcast. Solutions for empowered living, engaging, educating, empowering. Each week, your host, Tarun Puri, author of Finding the Guru Within, and Steve Harvey, mindset mentor to A-list celebrities and stars, bring a combined expertise of over six decades in mentoring, coaching, and inspiring positive solutions to the negatives which keep us stuck and unhappy. With a focus on solutions versus problems, in each episode, they discuss topics relevant to the human condition, which challenge us from moving forward into positive growth and ultimate freedom. Through stream-of-consciousness unscripted dialogue and inquiry, they provide practical, deep, and actionable insights to support you in creating and living a happy, successful, fulfilled life. Join us each week and learn how to access your own inner GPS, your guru positioning system, which comes preset with all the solutions you need for empowered living. Living a life of ease versus effort is only a thought away. Let us show you what works and what doesn't. Welcome to Chai Chat. I am Tarun Puri. And I'm Steve Harvey. And today's episode is going to be just amazing. I mean, I I know I say that every time, but uh, let me tell you, we are uh, very, very excited about the topic today and a special, special superhero guest we're having on. Uh, But let me give you the title first, people. I, 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 I jumped in. It's called Genius Unleashed, connecting to our inner compass. Genius unleashed, connecting to our inner compass. Hmm. Hmm. And what may all that be about, you ask? Well, friends, wow. We have an opportunity today to explore how we can right from the start of this journey on this planet own our genius and learn how to unleash it so that it can carry us and support us to bring more ease into our lives. So today's conversation is going to look into the whole idea of genius. But hey, Steve, I have a question for you. Do you know, do you know that you are a genius? Of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? Yeah. It's interesting you say. (laughs) Go ahead. You know, it's interesting you say that. You know, that I'm reminded of the old quote that says that everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. There you go. I think you've just. uh, I think you have just described our education system, if I can say that, and not get a lot of hate mail. Uh, But, you know, I'm asking you that question because, okay, you're a little bit um, uh, different, unique. You know, I was called unique anyway. So you're unique because you you, you do believe that you're a genius. But, you know, I think eight out of ten of our friends out there would go, hell no, not me. I know a genius. And, oh, that guy, you know, with the funny hair and the accent. Oh, that Einstein guy, he was a genius, right? I mean, that's what a genius is, isn't it, right? And so I remember growing up, we weren't encouraged 
to think down that line. We were encouraged to meet a certain base normal or norm or sort of a middle line uh, of competence, if you will. It was always, we were always tested to see if we had a certain degree of competence. But never was there the environment in schools, especially around genius. And even the concept that we are born, we are born in the light of the light, and we are the light. And when you look at the the, the source of the word genius, and you know, we know the word genie, and what happens when you want to manifest a genie? You gotta rub three times. Yeah. Right? And so in that sense, which is my command. <laughs> exactly. And the genie is is a hundred percent capable of granting any and every wish. Well, guess what? That genie, that genius, which comes from the 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 the, the Latin, I think, have to do with light, is who who we are. However, it's trapped in there. So you may know you're a genius. Now the next question is: You didn't know you were going to get tested today, did you? <laughs> the stream of consciousness stuff. You you know you couldn't prepare, right? Your multiple choice answers, but but you know. Can so I call a friend. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, right. Now you want to be able to, yeah, or a 50-50, right? So so the thing is that you may even be lucky enough to be halfway there, which is recognizing that the core essence of you, who you are is light, which is genius, okay? But the other half is manifesting that genius, okay? Just like if you don't rub three times on the belly, no genie, right? So the genius remains trapped inside that vessel for time immemorial until somebody comes along and says, hmm, I wonder how I can uh, free the genius within. That's another cool word, eh? freeing the genius within. And that's what's inspired me today about our guest, uh, Tammy Valliers, because I think she's onto something cool. She has really figured out in quite a, I would say, a you know, brilliant manner, how to release that genius within little people and yeah. who are going to carry this torch forward. And in such a positive way, and I and I don't think it's limited to little people. I, I'm still hoping there's hope for me. So I'll be asking her, you know. But uh, but I think that, uh, wow, going back to the source. We're all about going back to the source, right? Why try to keep on fixing the symptoms? Well, I think that when you have little kindergarten, you know, the cute little, little buttons that come up and show up, and I call them boo-boos, the little boo-boos, when they show up and they're so open. And they're so in their genius. Well, one of the presentations that I give, I, I give uh, the statistic that up till age five, a child's mind is open and they're learning astronomically because they're in play. When a child is at play, when a human is at play, the mind is open and learning happens organically. The minute they get into, quote, school, right? The learning mm -hmm. stops. Isn't yeah, that well, shocking? Yeah. And I think that was also the subject of um, the famous TED Talk by Sir Ken Robinson. Okay. And he's, he's, he referred to NASA had done a, uh, they wanted to find a way to 
look at the effectiveness, measure the effectiveness and creativity of their potential rocket scientists and engineers. And so they had a couple of doctors conduct some tests uh, on a you know a variety of people, but they they, they used sixteen hundred children uh, from the ages four to five years of age, and they they found that ninety eight percent of preschoolers were considered creative geniuses, but by grade school only thirty percent of those children were considered creative geniuses. And by high school, that was reduced again to 12%. And by the time they were you know, graduating, it was down to less than 2%. And so um, I think you know, that the, the subject matter today is, is so timely. Um, and I think the, the quote that I, I used at the beginning, I think it's so fitting uh, for today's subject matter because I think it takes all types of people um, with different talents and creative skills to create positive change in the world. And I think, well, you know, one of those people is our esteemed guest today, uh, hero intelligence teacher, Tammy Valiers. Um, Tammy is a visionary in the social and emotional program called Oliver's Corner and the co-founder of the mental health and wellness program called Compassionate Crew. She's an elementary school teacher, a motivational speaker, a hero intelligence coach, uh, an author, and a photographer. And every day she gets to do what she loves. She shares her stories and knowledge and passion with children so that they can discover their genius. So I think this is a time now to welcome Tammy Valiers onto our podcast. Hi, no, Tammy. Are you there? Come on in, Tammy, as they say in the shows. <laughs> hey, everyone. Wow, thank you so much. And I, I, I've been listening in the back, um, backstage to what you guys are talking about, and I'm just lit up <laughs> because, you know, this is my purpose, my passion, and what I live, breathe, sleep, eat, drink every day of my life. So um, I'm just honored to be here in your company, within your wisdom, and to share in the um conversation to help other people get this um, message out into the world because we're all master students and we're all master teachers is what I say. We all have something to learn and we all have something to teach one another. So what an amazing podcast to be able to do it. I've got my my cup here and way to um, go. Cheers. I like that. We're all master teachers and we are all master students. That that one line is so powerful, Tammy, that if each of us, when we, upon waking, can embrace that thought, mm -hmm. we can move into the world with a whole different energy. Uh, my, my mentor from years now has taught me that uh, to be humble and to know that we are here learning from each and every individual. And it's so embarrassing for some time because sometimes, you know, he'll work with me, he'll pop into my world and give me some insights and instructions and teach me something so cool. And instead of me thanking him, he thanks me for the learning. He thanks me. And I'm like, what's going on here? Because I, should, I want to be thanking him. So he embodies that, what you've just said. I love that. And when it comes down to it, really, like when you were talking about that 
um, that study about the 98% geniuses, I live that. I embody that study. When I look at my kindergarten students, I know that the 98% of the geniuses in the world are in front of me. So I do see them as my geniuses. I do look to them of what they can teach me. And a lot of people don't really understand it. They think I'm just saying that. But if you think about it, what are they a genius at? You know, maybe they don't have the math skills or the science skills or they don't know how to make a bed. That's not what we're talking about. You know, we're not comparing apples to apples at that point. We're looking at what do they have to offer me? And so when I think of uh, Tarun, when you were talking about the power of play, children Mm -hmm. know how to play way better than I do. So when I want to learn how to find my inner child and play, I look to them. When I want to use my powerful imagination, I've lost my ability to really expand my imagination. So I look to them. When I want to, you know, embody the virtues and values, right? Like kindness and forgiveness and non-judgmental. My goodness, children are incredible at that. And the other area that I absolutely love that I know that they're my master teachers on is the power to believe. Like you were talking about the genie. Mm. If you don't believe it, Children don't, they're very open to believing. They, you know, where us, how often are we shut down? So if you don't believe it, you're not going to achieve it. And the other thing children are incredible at, perseverance. They could fall a thousand times and keep getting back up. There's there's no, you know, I'm not going to do it. Look at them learning how to walk. Mm -hmm. Children are always showing us, even if they fail, they get back back up. How many times with, 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 adults right we fail once twice three times or we don't even allow ourselves wow that's that's that is so foundational what you're saying here that right at the beginning right believing going inside and and really coming from a place uh, i i would even take it to the next word of knowing like to, to know who we are it's so critical and most of us spend our lifetimes trying to find that out um Right, like, like here, I yeah. right, go ahead. Yeah, also, what you said, you know, children believe, but I think it also really helps that to have someone like you as a teacher who believes in them, correct? You know, and I think that's so important to, to set kids up for success, you know, and um, so many children uh, don't have that opportunity in life, you know, and I think it's incredible that you know, the work that you're doing with them, that they have someone that does see their potential, does see their genius and believes in them and is able to nurture that, you know. Um, so hats off to you, Tammy, for the work you're doing. Well, okay, now I have a question, Tammy. Yeah. Uh, Steve was already tested earlier, so I figured it's only fair, right? You know, <laughs> everybody gets questions. But so this all sounds great and amazing, and I want to learn more about what you're doing and how you're doing it. But were you always like this? No. <laughs> I oh. can answer that really quick. <laughs> oh, that was like, like, so, you know, I think sometimes it's really important that we get a context from where a person's coming from and what their inspiration was, right? Because we're we're talking about resetting ourselves, renewing and getting inspired and innovating and all these great terms. And I think it would be great, to, if you don't mind, um, sharing a little bit of, you know, like, did you have that in your environment growing up? What happened? What's happened with you? Have you always been so kind of um, 
enthusiastic and cheerful and together and wonderful, or like so that we can get a context of your journey. Yeah, I'd love to share that. So I, I have to admit, I always have been a very, you know, half full cup person. I've always been friendly and kind hearted. Um, that is my nature. It's my disposition. I was not the bully. I was, uh, I was the person that brought children together, right? I was the one that wanted harmony. That was my, my heart and my soul. Um, but I grew up with parenting and in the school system from those old paradigms and old patterns and old ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had a kind heart, but I was, you still learn, right? You, you need to learn better from either books or other people or your inner wisdom, right? And, and through experiences. So when I went into school, um, you know, at this point, I was following a lot of pr- patterns. But one thing that made me come in as a teacher, very different from the beginning was I struggled through the school system. So my pain to purpose was, um, I didn't feel good. I didn't think I was smart, right? I thought I was learning disabled because labels were put on me early. I started at three and a half, like I was a fall baby, very late fall baby. When there was people that children that started in January, they were almost a year ahead of me. So you're talking when you're four and five, that's a big difference developmentally. So when you're coming in as the youngest, you're being identified as not being able to show up as a good learner, but was it developmentally appropriate? Now with my adult brain and my wisdom as being a teacher, I can make sense of that. As a child, I didn't. So what happens is my self-esteem, my self-worth, you know, really started to shrink, 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 shrink. And I went into this into college, you know, thinking maybe. I'm going to be a hairdresser, not to put down hairdressing, but I didn't think I was capable of anything else. It was only one of my strengths, but it wasn't the one I wanted to do because I didn't think I was capable of doing it. So what happened is, is I went into college and I realized then what my superpower was. And I realized when I went into a elective course called psychology 101 and I was like a 90% student and the teacher prof came up to me and said, could you tutor? And I was like, don't you realize I'm not smart? <laughs> and it was like, well, you are. <laughs> and I realized that we're all smart in different ways. That if we, and this is why I love using analogies. If you um, and, and Steve, that you brought this up with animal school, right? If you judge a fish, right, to climb a tree, it's not going to think it's smart. But if you put it in its wa- in the water, that's its winning formula. Mm-hmm. So we all have different winning and losing formulas. My losing formula was, let's say, mathematics. But my winning formula was personal growth and development. Psychology was my master, my genius. So had I known that, right, had I known that earlier, if there'd been a teacher like myself or like you guys who believed in, in, in me at that age, I would have been able to build upon those strengths and realize that I don't have to be strong at everything, right? I need to be exposed to all things, but I don't need to be strong at everything. Animals aren't strong at everything. And you can build up your strengths, right? Know your weaknesses, but build upon your strengths and step into that. So that's why I like using analogies. I like using, um, you know, questions and things like that. And I ask people, what's your superpower, right? You know, if I asked you both right now, what's fish's superpower? Mm-hmm. Swimming. And what's birds' Swimming. superpower? Flying. They're pilots. 
<laughs> right. What, what squirrel superpower? <laughs> Did you say squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, collecting nuts, man. Boy, they're good yeah. at hiding <laughs> them. They and know how to hide them. <laughs> hide them and climbing, right? So and climbing, we, yes. We could name every animal's superpower. How yes. come? How how do we get out of graduate out of school and not know our own superpower? That is to me the biggest injustice in the world because if fish didn't know its superpower was swimming and missed the boat in landing in the water, we've we've done a huge injustice. If kids don't know what their superpower is, right? And we haven't prepared them and helped them to really understand that, then they are how are they supposed to find their winning formula? Like yeah, we set them up to fail. We set them yeah. up to fail. So those are the two things that I look at. Number one, I let them know they're capable and competent. We all have a genius. We all have a superpower. What's yours? And we're here on a discovery, a mission discovery to find that out. Right? And we're all helping one another. And then we all don't want to be in competition. We're in collaboration. We want to leverage everybody's superpowers and start coming together in unity, in collaboration to support each other. Because when we do, do you know the power that we possess with our circle of influence and what we all, when we know our superpower, think of, think about Marvel, right? The Avengers, they all know their superpower. And then when they come together, they can create massive impact. Right. So how do we find our superpower, come together and create impact? That's a beautiful question, isn't it? It's an excellent question because, um, you know, the word community, I always like to say it is coming to unity. Mm, and beautiful. so uh, when we're talking community, uh, we're talking collaboration. And and I'm recognizing once I recognize my superpower, then I can see yours because I can only see what I see in myself, right? Or let me put it the other way. I can't see what I don't see. Um, and so I think that when I recognize yours and Steve's and you know everyone's superpower, then the idea of competition, um, does it, it, it doesn't even come up because no. why would I be trying to also also do this or get that or be able to do that when, when Steve's right there? who's perfectly capable and because it's a superpower, it's in alignment with him. So, uh, and, 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 but I feel that uh, the environment in our globally society wise has been set up in such a way that right. we are, um, uh, we are told there's not enough, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that somehow we have to, um, not be open because that makes us vulnerable and there, and if we're not vulnerable and open, we can't receive support or anything else. And so we, we close up and we try to build castles um, on top of mm -hmm. everything and everyone else. And that's the model that I grew up in the, the competitive nature. Okay. Yeah. Rather than setting my own inner being, my own self being my biggest competitor, I made you and Steve and everybody else as if I can ever, ever, ever be you. Right. right. Or if I can ever like I would lose every time. It's kind of crazy. And yet somehow I think I can uh, I can do that. So, yes, there's the there's a whole idea of relearning um, coming together in a way that's collaborative. Because the other by the way, last part point is I, I talked earlier about the lowest comma, common denominator uh, in education. Well, in other education systems, they go the other way. 
Right. They're highly trained and the kids are in, in tutorials and classes and piano and violin and, and right. football, like every day. And they're being made into these super competitive, you yes. can't go near them people with the whole intention behind it being material gain and yep. security. So and exhaustion. Okay. Yeah, I, so I wanted to engage the audience a little bit. So I thought I'd have final play. So I want everybody just for a minute to quiet their mind and see if they could share what their superpower was. So I'm gonna ask um, you guys, uh, Trun and Steve, if you know your superpower and I'll share mine. And not only that, I'm going, going to ask you if you had a tool. So you, you know, um, you know what's Batman's superpower, what's Spider-Man's superpower, mm -hmm. and what would you hold in your hand to describe that? So, Turin, if you can think about that, and all the audience listening in, all your guests listening in, if they need, could they name their superpower and a tool to help them describe what that superpower is? Okay, I just love unscripted talks. Now I'm on the hot seat, eh? So oh man, I karma. You, okay, I can tell you this. One of my superpowers is um, creativity. Like I have a very creative brain. I can see the big picture. And one of the tools that I use in the classroom to create curriculum, curriculum and program is my magical wand. <laughs> and the okay. other thing I do is I um, I bring peace, right? Peace begins with me, and I bring my little my little friend, peaceful pig, and I start oh. I start with my bell <laughs> to bring silence. So those are two of the things that I do. I create this conscious community, this peaceful community. That peace begins with me, and I have my little friend, peaceful pig, in his little jar, his little energy ball. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's great for people listening that uh, just want to describe you have this cute little pink pig that is inside a jar and uh, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen and he's called Peaceful Pig. And okay. you know what's funny, I just before I came onto the show, I picked a card and I thought, I just, I, I let it come like whatever one jumps out and this was the card that came to me. It's called Power in Peace. Yes. And it says wow. this. I know it was the perfect card for this wow. um, for this chat. Those who love and practice peace leave beautiful ripples in their wake. Have you ever watched a ripple expand on water? They travel a very long way. Oh, how beautiful! Mm -hmm. So, so that we're really not inconsequential. Every thought, every every action has a ripple effect, and when that comes from peace, guess what? Um, okay, so I'm glad we were able to chat a bit so that I could, uh, you know, multitask my brain and come up with something smart to say, you know. <laughs> are, are you are you grading us, by the way, today at all? I don't okay. give grades. I only, I only give feedback. <laughs> okay, thank you. Because every time I hear a teacher, I'm like, uh-oh. No I, grades from this girl. <laughs> I don't okay. believe them. Good, I can breathe. Now. I can breathe a little bit, you know. And 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 uh, I am a law school graduate, and you know they com they compared everybody to everybody in big uh, at the end of every semester. It was put up on the walls, right? That's how how competitive that was, right? You got ranked. So, but anyways, yeah, you know, what am I from time immemorial? People always talk to me. Like I remember being nine years old on a train as we emigrated to Canada and on a train from Montreal to Calgary. And I remember this lady who 
oh my god she was old she must have been like 35 or 40 maybe even 40 like she was old eh i mean i was like it's an older lady and everything right uh, god uh, perspective okay and and i remember counseling coaching her she was she was talking to me as you would and and i was very well aware and even when i was in my early teens people would confide with me they would talk to me they would tell me their issues and i always had uh, right, yes, Tabby's pointing at herself, and I always had um, uh, the right words, and they weren't coming from me, but I didn't, it took me a while, then I got these great mentors that showed me, so I'm very empathic, and 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 there's an ability for me just to, to, to know how you're thinking, and if I want to narrow down a, a superpower in terms of the different gifts, uh, I'm a clairsentient, mm, so, beautiful. you know, Right. I can really I can feel I can literally feel where the blockage is in your body and and, and then give it word and, and help us to navigate. So um, and then the tools again, um, uh, meditation is a is a wonderful tool that I've been able to I get guided meditations and I just, there you go. You've got your meditation tool. So that's it. I've worked with crystal technologies and and, and oils. I, I actually have created a whole line of natural oils called Listening Heart Essentials. And I have meditation formulas and different formulas to help the mind either quiet or for us to get vitalized and uplifted, but not hyped. So now that you've got me talking about it, I'm thinking about it because I never connected the two that I actually created a line of natural oils to help us get centered and grounded at the appropriate level for what would help us to then find solutions and, and get beyond the obstacles. Love that. And, and Steve and I were like, yeah, because again, this is why we're in this profession, because we know that those were, that was me. I was like the counselor to my parents and, the, right. and family and relatives. And I'm like, I'm, I'm only 12. <laughs> but it, was, it didn't matter because it's, a fish knows how to swim. It knows how to swim early on, right? It's, that's a superpower. And that's how you know that alignment. I love this. Steve, I can't wait to hear yours. I think it's very similar um, to Tarun's in that regard. You know, I've, one of the things I think I've been gifted with is to be able to be present in the present moment. You know, even when people say that I can't meditate, and I don't know why, because whenever I meditate, I can go deep right away. Um, and I've always had that ability, but I've always had the ability to intuit what's going on, what's not being said you know, versus, you know, what people will tell you. Um, so I think, you know, naturally that's why I was drawn into the work I do. Um, and being a good listener, you know, I think that's a, a really good skill. That a lot of people are too busy talking and giving advice without listening um, to what's been said and, again, to what's not being said. Um, so I think just being present, you know, with that and, you know, a tool is a clock, right? Because then I can look at, you know, how am I being present uh, moment by moment, hour by hour, you know, day by day. And uh, it's amazing how much one can accomplish when you're present. Uh, but so many people struggle with that because of, you know, so they're living in the past or the future and they're not present in the precious present. So I think that's a, a gift that I'm, you know, I've gotten. Uh, it's a gift I'd like to share with people is the ability to be present no matter what's going on all around you. Um, you know, Tarun uses his oils. Uh, uh, I use, you know, 
my coaching methods and stuff. And uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful, um, how can I say, it's a great awareness to, to be aware of that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to know what that gift is. Um, and so, so many people you speak to, they, they really don't know what their, their superpower is, so to speak, or their, and they, they, do, they go on struggling through life trying to find that, you know, and um, once you find it, I think your whole, Turin spoke about perspective, your whole perspective on on life changes because you're looking through a, new, a different lens. Um, so, yeah, I, think, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's perfect. And, and Steve, I love that you brought in the clock. And, yeah. you know, because we did that compass card session together and, yes. you know, when you give kids these opportunities to create these compass cards, which is what is your spirit animal and what is your lesson for life and what's your habit, your tool, your tip and, and your activity to teach this, to own this. Like one of the issues is you could imagine just that little fish, right? Here he is trying to compete with with the bird in the sky and the, and the squirrel on the tree and the elephant and all those things because he hasn't found his lane. And how many people have not found their water? Yeah. Like the fish, if you have, of course, you're trying to compete, compete with all these animals. You, you, you're trying to compete in all these different locations. Well, of course, you're going to feel incompetent. Of course, you're not going to feel good. But imagine, and, and you, you've seen those people, you see the birds in the sky, you know they're in alignment, you know they're doing what they love to do. And you're like, well, how come I haven't found that? And so you're lost and you're, and you're trying to compete with all of them and you never will because fish will never be better than the bird in the sky. But when you find your water and you find your lane, magic happens. And That's that, funny. That, yeah, we were having that conversation last night. Um, and we were talking, Ariane and I were talking about that, about how um, so many people, um, companies hire people to do a job, but they end up putting them in a different role. Right. And then they wonder why they don't succeed, you know, instead <laughs> of hiring someone to do I mean, you wouldn't have hire the, the flight attendant to fly the plane. Um, and so, and you see that so often in companies and, you know, and it's the same in, I'm a big football soccer for North Americans. I'm a big football fan. And that's one of the things that you see, you know, there's, there's some uh, teams that go about signing on all the top players in the world, all geniuses, but they've never learned how to play together community, as Tarim was speaking about, you know, and, and so they never win anything. And then you have a, a team that has, you know, good players, but they may not be superstars. But the one thing that they do great is they come together and they're able to play off one another's unique gifts, but they do it in a way that they come together as a team. And I think that's how the top companies uh, succeed in the world. It's not necessarily that they've got the, all the geniuses, the, the top superstars working for them, but they've got people who they hire them for their unique skills and they allow them to use those unique skills yeah. in the workplace uh, and together, that collaborative approach, they create, you know, some amazing breakthroughs in, in science and business and education. They're in the right position, right? Yeah. You're not just trying yeah. to fill a seat. You want to make sure that everybody is doing what their natural born gifts and talents and super gifts are. Because when everybody's in, 
you're not, you know, you don't just want to fill a seat. You want to fill a role, like you said. And yeah. so you want to make sure that that role is connected to your soul, <laughs> right? It's your soul's mission okay. and vision <laughs> and, and you know it. And when you have that, and now you saw all three of us shared what our superpowers are and what our gifts are. So now if you need somebody to be able to connect with someone and be intuitive work, you know, one of three of us, all three of us are going to be able to be that person. Don't ask us to do something that we're not good and confident in, because then you're not going to get the best results from us either. So the whole job is know yourself first. And, and we should be helping children learn about their inner world, their, their self discovery so that they can place themselves later on in the world. Isn't that what education is? Learn about yourself and the world. Yeah, so the goal is to connect the role to your soul. Correct. I really like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. role to your soul. Right. And, yeah. and it's interesting because even in, let's just go into our world a little bit. So we're in various ways mentors. Where yeah. That's what I call my work is mentorship because I find that I'm not only working with, you know, your um, – business acumen, but I'm working with your daily routine. I'm working with how you speak to your kids and I'm working with, you know, when your wife or your husband has had an issue with you and now that's, you know, like I'm working with all of you. And so mentorship is a great way, but in that process also coming, talk about coming to unity and even in every field, but I know this field very well, the the, the field of self-help and, and people, there's tremendous amount of competition and, I approach it differently. I mean, I have my my quote unquote clients, right? And now, so Tammy's my client, but let's say I'm working with Tammy and I'm identifying a couple of areas in which I know that I have a colleague or two that have a great competence, right? That that Tammy, my client that I'm charged with helping resolve and dissolve and 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 feel and heal, right? So I will step in and say, Tammy, you know what? I'd like to bring in so-and-so to work with us so that I think they can bring a a certain perspective or facet which will help in your healing. So so am I I now diluting my, you know, and am I exposing my client to somebody else? And shouldn't I be competing and and keeping out? And, and, you know, they, they might, you know, like, so it's interesting to notice that how we even conduct ourselves daily, do we actually embody that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And for you to teach that to the little people right from the beginning, it's not that there isn't enough. It's that the pie is more than big enough for everyone. Absolutely. See, the whole concept is in the speaking world. That was a philosophy when I was part of the Association of Professional Speakers, the one gentleman who started it. His philosophy was get away from this. The pie is only so big and I need to get my piece. Rather, it's like it is such a huge pie. And there is a piece for everyone in it. And he, and he taught that if you come into it with that attitude, you will see that play out. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I love about this conversation is like we teach, you know, each month we, we have um, an assembly program. And one of them was teaching children, don't take more than you need. A lot of times we're so afraid that we're in fear. And so the elephant doesn't take more than it needs. And mm-hmm. all the animals don't take more than it needs because it trusts that it has enough for everybody to go around. When we take as humans more than we need, how much waste do we create? Right. And then so there's not enough for others. 
But so if we start to understand, yes, we're, we're an individual, but we're part of a unity. We're part of a global one world, one earth, one humanity. And, and I like to do this. If everybody just took care of themselves, right? Everybody took care of themselves. That's just take care of your own backyard. There's seven, over 7 billion of us. Again, if everybody just picked up one piece of garbage, what could we do where we all just do one thing, but together? We can transform the world in an instant. <laughs> we can mm -hmm. transform garbage, mm -hmm. litter, just picking up one thing. How simple, how easy, how fast, but it's about coming together as one. I do my one thing and everybody else in the world does their one thing. And together we create a transformation. But it takes that kind of mentality. And I show my students that. I'll take beanbags and I'll throw them all around the gym. And I'll ask one student to go pick it up, whoever wants to. And we time them. And then I throw the all of them again. And I say, everybody just pick up one and come back. And let's see how fast we can do this. Wow. It really quick, in an instant. So, and I also talk about our energy balls, right? That if we're, if we're coming at the door, do we, we have four energy balls, our anger, our, our scared, our sad, and our joyful one. Which energy ball do we want to bring into kindergarten masterclass today? Well, Miss Valier says, let's pick up the beautiful, peaceful, green, joyful energy ball. Because when we all show up that way, we get to learn in that environment together. And I might have had a bad day, but I put that down <laughs> and then I go revisit it, but I don't bring it everywhere I go. Right. And it's just about conscious community and teaching these little people. And I have kids that if I even do a demonstration, I don't want to pick up that ball. They do not want to pick up that red angry ball. They want the beautiful, joyful, peaceful ball because that's the environment we're setting up. And that's the environment they love to learn and grow and share in community with. So tell me, I've got a question for you. You know, as I've traveled the world, the, the most common issue that I hear from, you know, people from all walks of life, from A-list celebrities to, you know, stay-at-home mums, um, the most common issue I hear is I'm not enough. And so where does that start? Where do they learn that from? Is it from kindergarten? <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to say it's in one place, right? They hear it from the media. They hear it from their parents. They hear it from themselves. They hear it from, you know, television, radio. They hear it in co comparison with what we all should look like. Everything becomes this, I'm not enough. And at the end of it, I love that you say this, Steve, because I feel like every coaching call I've ever done comes down to that one thing. We don't feel like we're enough. And where is that built from? Because we're always being told we're not good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, talented enough, because we're always, we, we haven't really figured out our authenticity. We haven't owned um, our unique imprint in the world and, and original individuality. Because here's the thing is if I own who I am and I'm celebrated for who I am, then I feel like I'm more than enough. But it's this concept that we're always trying to be in comparison to each other. And then we don't feel good enough, right? It's that fish again. If he's comparing himself to all the other animals in the, in the jungle, he's never going to feel enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no accidents in, in the universe. Uh, fishes 
born a fish for a reason and a bird and an elephant and a giraffe. And I mean, I, I don't feel that there's any accidents. And so each one of us is here in perfect divine manifestation. Right. And I don't think the creator would send the created without a gift. It's just rude, right? It's just rude to show up without a gift. Like I, right. We all have gifts and talents. The problem is we're not using them. Well, that's it. <laughs> well, we don't even... Rec so, so the first piece there is awareness. And what you're doing, as I hear in my Tarun talk, is you're creating an awareness and an environment that's conducive to awareness, which I think is critical for learning, rather than actually narrowing and putting blinders on and saying, you know, only know this and read this and learn this and don't ask questions, just answer the questions, don't ask them. I think you're doing the opposite and you're creating an awareness uh, yeah. of not only what is it we need to learn, but who is the one doing the learning? Like, like what's the interaction between who you are? And I just think it's really interesting that you were talking about individual, but not separate because we separate. did a whole episode. On, yeah, we did a whole episode <laughs> on that. And again, we're very much, I thought maybe uh, Steve slipped you that episode to listen to because <laughs> you were saying, you're saying the very things that we discussed. We're all individual. We are individual and we must celebrate that individuality because exactly for the reason that each individual has a gift, right? Yet we're not separate, individual, but not separate. So thanks for reinforcing that. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, I, I like saying, you know, you think about the stars in the sky, right? Every star shining its brightest lights up our world. Could you imagine if our whole world was felt empowered and confident to really shine our light? But what happens is, is when somebody shines their light, somebody, you know, is resentful because, yes. and that only happens because they don't realize the light that's within themselves. Yes. So when we all start to own our own light and shine our light and celebrate everybody's light and realize there's enough space in the sky and there's enough space in the world to really shine. And then we realize the benefit, what happens when everybody shines. We've got a beautiful planet that's in heart harmony and hand harmony with one another and head harmony, right? Like that's why my whole thing is, you know, what are the qualities and attributes of a healthy hero? They have a growth mindset. Right. They have a beautiful heart where they're always giving back and they have a, uh, their healthy body. Right. Their gut health. So you think about the alignment of that. And now what happens when all those heroes like the Avengers come together? Now they go out into the world and they help humanity. Right. So imagine if we all showed up in the classroom as our healthy hero. One thing I always say to my students is the hero in me sees the hero in you. And mm -hmm. we're here to grow our three super brains, our head brain, our heart brain, and our gut brain, so we can become the best that we can be. And how are we going, we use our hands for helping, not hurting, right? How are we going to help one another and celebrate, you know, our uniqueness, but come together in collaboration in community. And that's, that's why it's beautiful. I literally teach in kindergarten utopiary heaven on earth like my classrooms oh, it's like it's like yoga <laughs> I come into yes. it's like it's like it's like it's the mini world I want to live in with those little beautiful souls every day it's the world I wish was the greater world is what I have experienced in my classroom each and every day with those little beautiful shining stars <laughs> 
Well, the word yoga means yug, which means to connect. Okay, mm-hmm. so what you've mm-hmm. just described literally is, I mean, yoga is what to bring spirit, uh, you know, unmanifest and the manifest spirit and body to create a yoke, to to bring together mm-hmm. so that we are aligned and in full power. Um, so you've talked about head and heart and head and heart and body. And, and, and uh, um, you know, I have two chapters dedicated to that in the book called Getting Ahead Through the Heart and the qualities of getting ahead through the heart. Like, how do we know? So, so again, we're just so aligned in that understanding. And, and, and I really want to make it clear that, yes, we're talking about models for little people, but I'm hoping it's not too late for big people. Oh, no. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right, guys? We have our hero inside of us, our, 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 our villain, and our victim. All of us have those three. Who is going to show up? Who do you, and, and that becomes a choice right here, yes. right now. Yes. Right. It's it's the id, the ego and the superego, but I just use it in the hero's language. You know, mm-hmm. this the hero for me, when I show up each day, it's a choice to show up as my hero because I could easily turn into the victim. Oh, I'm too tired. Somebody <laughs> take care of me or the, 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 the villain where I'm reactive and I'm the, the world. I'm angry at the world. Right. But, you know, if you think about it, who, who who's going to create the quality of life that you want to live each day? You know, it's not going to be your victim and it's not going to be your villain. So I love I, it. Right. So so champion that inner hero in yourself to wake up and lead your life because you don't want the other two leading your life. It's not a great life. No. And I think all of us have probably had a few stories around, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the victim train. Right. Uh, you might have had a, f- a few years on it. Yeah. Right. And how was it? How was the journey? Oh, it wasn't fun. <laughs> OK. All right. So. Right. And the villain journey equally, equally. I mean, somehow we get a temporary sense of power or somehow I've got the power. I'm in the charge because I'm the. Right. And so these are the these are the the archetypes we're talking that we're all come here with. Right. And 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 so but that's also very isolating in a sense. And it's 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 very disconnecting rather than um, and we are born to be in community. One of the basic needs that Steve will tell you is to belong and therefore our longing to belong is underscoring our behavior, even if it's playing out in the opposite, which is I don't need you. I don't have to have you. I'm better than you. I have more money than you. Look at everything that I have that you don't have. Too bad. I can do what I want to do. But at the end of the day, right, at what cost? So who do you want to surround yourself with? Like for me, do you want to hang out with the victims, the villains, or the heroes? Because that circle of influence is power. So I'm very mindful, right? The thing is, is that it's it's very, if you start hanging out with all the victims, you know it's going to be a heavy, heavy journey, right? That, and mm-hmm. that used to be, my ex used to say, Tammy, you don't have friends, you have patients. <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness, he's right. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's harsh. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Tammy, you have no true. friends at all. You, you know, it was true because I was like, you guys, people always came to me for advice. And then that's the role I took on in my life. But that role was exhausting. And I realized I wasn't having fun. There was no nectar, right? You know. No nectar. And guess what happened? Diabetes, right? Because not enough mm-hmm. nectar in your life, it manifests no, disease, yeah. disease in the body. And that's where that journey of self-aware and realizing what I was doing to myself and that I wasn't helping these people because the only people that can help them is themselves. 
And I can't rescue. The only person I could rescue and I had full autonomy over was myself. So I left that victim and those that that community. And I started to step into being a voice for myself and then stepped into my hero and started to surround myself with a circle of influence of heroes. And I'm very mindful of that now. Wow, it's uh, Carolyn Miss, uh, one of my, you know. Yeah, I love Carolyn Miss. I love, and I, I speak about this often, that uh, I love the one line, I think, I've, it's been in my life for so long, your, your um, uh, biography becomes your biology. And what you just said to me is that ultimately you were able to link sugar issues, and I'm sure weight issues with the sugar issues, right? Like, you know how it starts to, right, with your biography, and what I've just heard you say is that you chose to take accountability and take your power back and start to become your own best friend, your own best doctor, your own best therapist, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then surround yourself with those that could you could aspire to rather than the lowest common denominator, right? It's so amazing that you tapped into that term because that's exactly the person that I discovered when I discovered I was diabetic. I was in the hospital oh. and a friend had given me Carolyn Mace's book okay. and I <laughs> understand the archetypes and I started to use that and realize why I had manifested this because we're the author of our life, our life by our design, um, why I manifested this and how I manifested it. And so awareness is key and it's also power because when you're aware and when you understand of how it shows up, then you have the power in your hands to change it. Oh, excellent. Well, but, but, isn't, isn't it funny though how society encourages villains? Mm. You know, that many times you have this... <laughs> Many times have you heard the saying, you know, nice guys finish last. Ah. And, and you know, all the girls, and they like a, a naughty boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's interesting. And so you start to see, you know, how we've had it all skewed. But society awesome. is, not, is not encouraging people to be the hero, you know, <laughs> but to be the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's interesting how that plays out, um, and what the world would look like if we were to encourage people to uh, celebrate their hero within. You know, I love that connection you just made because it's so true, Steve. That's what we do, and that's our socializing, right? So everybody mm-hmm. has a role in it. You know, don't just point the finger at at this group because that's what we get into the habit of blaming it. But where can we take responsibility? Because the responsibility mm-hmm. word is is power because what we are responsible for, we can change. And if we realize that my health, my design, <laughs> and I'm going to change this, and that's exactly what happened. And how I became that teacher that I wanted to be, Tarun, was because as I was changing my own toxic victim life, I started mm-hmm. to use all the wisdom and the knowledge and the guidance and all the connections and influences and all that stuff to build it into the curriculum for my students. And that's why I lived it first. Okay. And that's how I was able to implement it bit by bit by bit by bit. See, this yeah. isn't book learning. This is being on the front lines, getting the hits, the experiences and then translating them into, so there's your inspiration again, and then translating them into something that you could use now, uh, and your authority is your journey. Right, 
the hero's journey. And as I was having my own transformation, I was seeing the transformation in my students and in my classrooms and in my school community, because it's a, it's a process. You don't get from A to Z overnight. And as you do it, you build it. And that's why I was able to learn it. And because I was embodying it, I wasn't just learning it for myself. I was then synthesizing it, sharing it, and then witnessing it, the magic happening in my classrooms and in my communities. So every crisis is a blessing. That was your wake-up call. It was my wake-up call. Absolutely it was. Yeah, the doctor said I was so sick that by 42, I'd have no hands and feet if I continued on that journey. What? That, that was, that was, and I was so sick and so unhealthy. It was, I had no other alternative. And that's what sometimes has to happen, right? Our pain to purpose and hitting rock bottom is what started yeah. my journey to transformation. So lucky you're not quite 42 yet. And look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm such a young and. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna stick to that line, you and I, Tammy. Okay, so absolutely. Let's get our story straight, just in case we're challenged, right? But, but uh, it's 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 just so fascinating uh, to look at the two options we have in life. Here's an observation I want to just throw out. We, we're talking about victims, and and you know, obviously, in the work we do, we have people. Some of them are obviously stuck in, in that victim mode. It's, it's kind of very plain. And some people, especially if they're smart, I find that intellect has such a way of masking the victim energy. It's very, very interesting, right? And, it, and they victimize themselves, obviously, because this is dialogue. And then they turn around and they begin to project almost like an emotional um, blackmail, almost like because uh, the mind has such a good time uh, in in fueling that victim energy, and so with you being able to right at the beginning uh, teach people, uh, little people, how mm-hmm. to choose. Despite, I mean, they don't all might have perfect homes or you know the ideal parents or you know life is happening, right? But in the midst of that, if they know that they have a choice and a voice, I like you know I like that. Like they have a choice and a voice because mm-hmm. the choice gives them the voice, right? So then they don't resonate to that victim mode. The adults we're working with, the ones who really want to change the pattern, we can help through psychosynthesis and many processes. Steve and I and you're, we can help them to reclaim their genius in that way, their light. Mm-hmm. But I really love it again. I can't underscore enough to have an education system that can actually underscore that not, you know, not so good things may be happening to you in life. That's called life. However, how you choose to engage, which archetypes do you choose to empower and Mm -hmm. how can make the whole difference. So go ahead, you were gonna say something. Yeah, and what I what I discovered is I'm, one of my superpowers is working with those behavioral lost boys and girls, those okay. children that have lost their way. And I was always good, even babysitting, I was better sometimes than the parents. And they were like, oh my gosh, but that was my psychology, my genius, my intuition. And so what's happened with me is, it's about giving those kids an equal start. Right. Because you say they don't come into the family sometimes with those skills, but at least in kindergarten, they can learn and understand this stuff so they can actually have a a fair shot at going into the world and realizing that they're they have somebody who cares about them, that believes from them right then from the beginning before those habits are in form and in place. And that is 
that, and I teach all of this through storytelling because we learn through stories. We don't learn through facts, right? We learn maybe 10 to 15% if it's told in a fact, but we learn 90 to 95% if it's told through stories. And we also learn not as the listener, but we learn as the teacher. So in kindergarten masterclass, they are all learning through storytelling fact and fiction, and they are all master teachers who get to come up to the front of the ta- t- uh, class and teach and talk and teach and tell with partnerships and mentorships. So this is how we mm. learn it because we have to live it. We have to embody it. We have to experience it. And it uses it and accesses a different part of our brain when we have to teach something versus when we're just listening and learning something. So I always say we're building two superpowers your stillness and silent muscle, because that's the roadblock to learning is when there's all this noise and distraction. So we want to get rid of the roadblock of noise. So listen first, learn, and then show up as the leader. And they know at the end of it, they get to lead. It's not just listen, learn, listen, learn, listen, learn all through the, you know, their academic career. They know that once you learn it, and listen, you have to listen first, and then you learn it, you get to you can lead. lead. So now wow, there's that's, that's amazing. There's a reason to show mm. up, there's a reason to lean in and pay attention in, in kindergarten. And they know and they want more than anything. And this is what I've realized in kindergarten. Little people want a voice, they want to vote and they want to be seen and they want to be heard. Yeah. So when yeah. you allow that and you empower them and you stop micromanaging them because you give them the tools, the the opportunities and the belief that they're capable and competent, it is magic and it transforms children and classrooms. It's the same in the workplace. You know that? Employees want a a voice and they want to be seen and heard. And how many times do they say people don't leave a job just for the money they leave because they weren't recognized. You know, and so it's it's no different. It carries right through. Yeah. Because our soul wants it, right? Our soul wants that freedom. I think we, we lost yeah. room on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went invisible. Um, That's a superpower right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to, we've got a few minutes left. I'd love you to just speak a little bit about your compass card process. Well, you know, even better than me speaking about my compass card process is is me (laughs) asking you to share the experience together. So let's do this together. Uh, Okay. Um, So. So this week we had an opportunity. First off, if I could only do one thing for the rest of my life, I always say these compass cards is the one thing I would do forever and ever because I absolutely love them because number one, it allows me to connect with the person I'm working with on a very deep, deep level. And it gives me a deep dive into who they are very quickly. So you can speak to that. Um, so it, it takes you, it's basically is a compass where it talks about your spirit animal, your lesson for life, your little why or big why, your habit, your tool and your tip. So if you want to talk a little bit about what your experience was, that I would love to, for you to share that from your perspective. Sure. I mean, I think it was it was absolutely uh, amazing and uh, mind-blowing, if I can say that, that 
I was able to learn so much about myself in, I think it was even less than an hour. You know, the, the, it was, I don't know, it was like you were incredibly psychic and just boom. You know, and uh, I, I've discovered, you know, the spirit animal and um, my lesson for life. So the spirit animal was a dog, you know, and the dog, the qualities that I admired in a dog were awareness, uh, loving unconditionally, and, and the power of play. It does have the ability to be playful, you know, and so I've started to see how does that play out in my life. And then my my daily habit was, you know, present moment awareness. Um, how can I implement that into my life was, you know, using the tool of the clock, breaking it down moment by moment, hour by hour, uh, you know, morning, afternoon, evening. And that was powerful, uh, honestly. That, that, tool. that was huge. That was huge. To discover how much of the day do I spend in present moment awareness and how much of the day am I spending being distracted, you know, by other stuff. Um, and then, you know, the additional tools were, you know, the, you know, uh, for breath work to use a, a little feather to remind me to be breathing, you know, deeply and, and easily. Um, managing my energy, seeing how the chakras are playing out. So using some crystals uh, to represent that. Um, and the, the magic wand for my creativity and imagination. So these were little tools that could remind me of, you know, how am I being right now through the day? Uh, and, and one of my, my homework that he gave me was to create, a, because I'm a big, uh, I'm a musician and I love music. So one of the, my, my homeworks was, you know, to create a playlist to listen to every day that, you know, and one of the first thought came to mind was Lou Reed, you know, it's such a perfect day. Um, and, you know, um, what a, what a wonderful world, Louis Armstrong and stuff. And so my mind, the creativity just started running rampant of creating this playlist that I could listen to every day and I could be listening to it while I'm driving, while I'm working, you know, on a project. Um, but I'm in present moment awareness and that message is being ingrained again and again and again. Um, but it was, it was such an incredible experience to to go through that and learn so much in such a short period of time. And I realized, you know, that this is something that I could incorporate into my practice with my clients. It's not just for little people, no. <laughs> but but to give little, little people this tool at such a young age and for them to discover that about themselves. Oh, my God. Imagine what they're like, you know, by the time they graduate. You know, so. it, it addresses the problem about kids at the end of their academic career not knowing who they are if you yes. have this at the very beginning you can build upon this and that's what the power of that is that you're talking as as adults and sometimes steve you know and turn we have so much information we have a dinosaur that it's hard to scope it down to one thing or two things or five things right because we have so much what I love about this compass card, even the benefit of working with adults, is that we can narrow it down for them. Whereas kids, we could at least put it on, 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 the, on the table for them. But as mm -hmm. adults, we have so much content and so much information, we don't even know sometimes how to narrow this down. And we co-create this with the compass card. And you literally said, like, holy, like, this is it. Bang on. But yeah. would you have been able to do that without that process? I don't know. This is why I love these yeah. cards so much, because there's so much information. It's like it's an ocean of noise out there. And then how do we... Yeah 
find the treasure. (laughs) That's like a map for us. That's how we call them. Well, guys, uh, this is (laughs) thank you. Did I did I ever mention Mercury retrograde to anyone? (laughs) Yeah, we knew technology when all these minds come together and the energy is so high. Technology always has a way of just and and there is no logical reason what it started to kick me off and on and off. The broadcast is continuing, but uh, uh, it's very strange here that no internet is interrupted. It's here, and I'm thinking. What were you guys needing to talk about that I wasn't supposed to listen to? So I, you know, you I, we're talking about you. I knew it. I knew it. I don't know. I don't know who you paid to to kick me off here, but I'm going to need a session now to get over my paranoia. Did I tell you that was one of my special powers, paranoia? So we thought it was invisibility, Tarun. We thought you were invisible and you were out there, you know, yeah. calling all the souls to come in wow. and listen. Well, I'm sure looking forward to my compass card session with you. And 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 uh, we all need a hand, no matter how much we give a hand. We all need each other to mirror back and help us to acknowledge our own giftedness. And so mm-hmm. uh, we definitely look forward to sharing some of these uh, these uh, uh, gifts with each other and, uh, and, uh, and moving forward. So I want to uh, wrap up our session simply because we're getting into that zone now where people probably need to um, get on with whatever else they need to do and and but promise to have you back because uh, this just felt like a beginning mm-hmm. and so much to learn about. And and um, uh, I'd love to, just before we end though, do you have an example of a young man that may, um, like you, you you know, these young people are, are, are learning, uh, but uh, as a practical outcome, uh, I think you were mentioning a gentleman to me who has his own podcast. Could you just wrap up with his little story, please? Yeah, I said to you, I, I've surrounded myself with um, superheroes, right? And one is a super mom called Sylvia Tam. And we were working with kid heroes around the world. And she is a mompreneur raising kidpreneurs. And her son is Ben. And he's a kid CEO. He has his own podcast. He was the winner of Genius U uh, Entrepreneur Program. He's just a firecracker. And he's got a global business with other kids. Um, and he has, he interviews mm-hmm. other kids like himself that are change agents and shining examples in the world. So I know he would be an amazing guest for you guys to interview and talk to because this guy, you know, one of the questions you're going to have to ask him, cause I love this and I've heard him on other shows is, you know, why is it, is it important to start young? And I loved okay. his answer. I loved his answer because he gives such an articulate, strong, brilliant answer on why it's important for kids to do all of this stuff at a young age. Wow. And how old is he or young is he, should I say? I believe he's only 14. But here's the thing. Sylvia is a super mom and has three super children. He's just one of them that has his own kid CEO podcast. But it's, again, comes down to the root of parenting, teaching, mentoring, right? Somebody believing in you is, is there's always somebody behind that child. Just remember that. So get behind a child, right? That's the whole message. Well, Steve, we've definitely got to reach out to Ben and see if he will do us the honor of teaching us a few things. (laughs) I'm open and really looking forward. Uh, So so that's a great story. So in case people want to 
want a practical real life example of what you are talking about here, um, they can check it out and 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 judge for themselves uh, when they see that. So, Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time and the energy and bringing your genius uh, to this podcast. You've just brought lots of light into it, and 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 I I know people are going to absolutely just uh, eat it up. They're gonna love it, uh, and so let's play more. What do you think, Steve? Yes. Right? <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for being on. Yeah. <laughs> and and we shall all connect very soon. Of course, we're always connected, but when the internet's working, we'll connect again soon. <laughs> you guys are doing amazing work, and I'm just I love everything. I love your your logo, your brand, what you are, who you are, and how and what you're doing to bring more light, love, and harmony into the world. And I just honor both your spirits, and it's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much. And we will, uh, we always like, uh, uh, you drew the peace card today. So oftentimes we say, may peace be with you. Or in uh, the Hindi, uh, it's it's Om Shanti. Om Shanti. Om Shanti. May peace be with you. We trust you found practical value in this podcast and will enthusiastically share it with others in your circle. And if you are so moved, Leave us a review or write a post on social, tagging hashtag Chai Chat Podcast, and we will show our appreciation. Promise. Tarun Puri and Steve Harvey welcome you to join us for a Chai Chat at all of our live events and more. Connect with us with your questions, topic suggestions, and reviews at info at chaichatpodcast.com. <laughs>